Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. I'm your host, Jake Duffenbaugh. With me today is our, our co-host, Chris Bixby, Matt Bingle, and his pal, Julius Snoove. How are you guys doing? Good. Nice. Who do we have today? Today's guest we have for today. He's an actor, and he's also a puppeteer. He is a part of lots of projects with the Muppets, and, and he actually did lots of characters for a show that, that most of us grew up with, Dinosaurs. He, he also directed to a show that I grew up with, mostly to the Science Kid, and he did lots of other stuff we can talk about later. Here he is, Mr. Alan Troutman. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Yeah. yeah. Good to see you, too. Good to see you. Yes, great to see you. Pleasure to have you here. To kick Thanks. things off, to kick things off, we know who you are, but for those who don't, would you care to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, I'm Alan Troutman. I mean, you did a pretty good job. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you kind of covered the basics. I'm uh, uh, Thank you. mostly a puppeteer. I've, I've done some acting also. I started out, I was trained as an actor and then sort of uh, discovered puppeteering halfway through college. And um, uh, never look back. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Awesome. So can you talk about your background and how you grew up? Wow. Uh, Growing up, I grew up in New York. I was uh, born in Brooklyn. Uh, I lived there until I was 13. And it was like a completely unremarkable childhood i have no deep traumas that uh, have influenced my work <laughs> it's all it was all pretty uh, pretty smooth sailing for me we, we moved to uh, florida when i was 13 i went to high school there uh at south uh south beach um, not south beach in miami beach senior high and uh went off to college in st louis at washington university in st louis started studying theater there and then um uh, that's when i started uh, puppeteering also on a tv show that was shooting locally there and uh then i uh, did my graduate work at uh, cal arts in uh, in acting i spent two years there or here in la and um, and now I live about 15 minutes from CalArts. <laughs> nice. Wow. Really nice. Awesome. Yeah. Really nice. Very, very nice. Uh, so how did you first get into acting and puppeteering? I was, um, I was always interested in acting. Uh, even when I was a kid, I would do school plays. So I was a theater kid all through high school. It was all about theater. It was just me and all the other theater nerds hanging out, doing theater stuff, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thinking about nothing but theater uh, outside of our uh, academic work. And um, by the time I got to um, uh, undergraduate school, I was actually starting to study uh, uh, physics. (laughs) Um, Because academically, I was always interested in science. Uh, theater was always sort of a recreational thing for me. And so when I started college, I was like, all right, I'll go into physics. 
And then about a year into that, I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life working in a lab. Uh, doing plays is uh, much more uh, much more fun. Um, so uh, I uh, decided to get a, a double major in theater and drama. And I studied drama uh, through um, uh, college uh, as well as physics. And then when I... Uh, uh, graduated, I um, uh, studied, you know, two years of conservatory type work in, in acting. And after that, it was just, uh, you know, um, grinding away here in the L.A. theater scene, uh, working on um, uh, small theater, 99 seat theater shows and uh, eventually doing um, commercials and uh, things like that. And then making my way back to puppeteering um, through um, uh, friends I had here in LA, I discovered uh, all the, the puppeteering work that was available. And it's like, well, I, I, at that point, I had worked professionally as a puppeteer in college on, uh, on the show called The Letter People. And uh, so I figured, all right, well, look, uh, it's I'm in front of the camera. I'm working. I'm earning money. It's <laughs> it's pretty much like acting. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what I started doing. And for about ten years, I did both, sort of side by side on a dual track, until um, until I started working for the for the Hensons. Uh, when I worked on, um, uh, Jim hired me for the um, uh, Muppet Vision 3D, which was, oh yes. Yeah, that showed at the parks, um, and uh, he needed a bunch of L.A. puppeteers to be background work. And so I started working for the company then, and the very next year, uh, Dinosaurs happened. And mm-hmm. uh, after that, I had very little time for act for other acting work. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. So you mentioned Dinosaurs. Actually, Before we did this interview, I actually rewatched the first episode of Dinosaurs very very funny what do you think (laughs) Uh, it it was amazing it's a very funny show it's yeah it's um it was pretty amazing we just made our way through all 65 episodes on disney plus and um, i you know i can see things where it's like oh that first season was a little rough and i was still learning how to do animatronics back then and um, there were, and the character I did, Fran, underwent a, um, a pretty major redesign after the first season. Mm-hmm. They changed her whole look. Uh, nobody seems to have noticed at all. It's not like we got letters or anything, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but it was a it was a better puppet at that point. It it did more. It was better at talking. <laughs> the first one was just like rawr, 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 just big clumpy <laughs> teeth. Um, uh, the second one had a little more finesse to it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but the writing was always really sharp. After the first just few episodes, really, things started clicking. And by second season, oh man, it was it was really firing on all cylinders. It was uh, it was a joy to to rewatch those definitely yeah yeah sure getting to the puppetry and acting fields who are some of your inspirations well uh jim henson first of all obviously was the the 
the blueprint for everything I've done as a as a performer. His work is what I saw. You know, back when when I was starting out in the 70s, there wasn't really a lot of training in that style of, of puppetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew of, uh, by the time I did, um, I started working on uh, the, the, uh, the letter people in college. Uh, I had seen a few seasons of Sesame Street, even though, I mean, I was in college. I didn't really watch the show, but I was obviously aware of what was going on on the show because it was a pretty groundbreaking show. But the Muppet Show hadn't debuted yet. Um, and so there wasn't really any any training in that style of puppetry. It was relatively new and and um, kind of confined to to the the Henson world. But uh, gradually, uh, a few other people started doing the same type of thing with those types of puppets. And um, all of my training then at that point was was basically on the job training. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, first with um, uh, the, the letter people um, and then here early in L.A. during the 80s with uh, people like um, Dave Pavilonis and, and other projects that I worked on. And it was really we were kind of training ourselves uh, in how to do this. And I would, uh, we would just um, watch ourselves and, and <laughs> try and do better next time. <laughs> yeah, that was basically the training we had. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's a lot different now. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of uh, answers the next question. But um, I I do want to ask. Uh, you now this may be a difficult question to answer. Do you have a favorite Muppet? A favorite Muppet? Uh... Not really. I mean, for me, all the, you know, I know all the people who performed them uh, originally. I know all the people who performed them now. Uh, we're all friends and co-workers and the characters become entwined with the performers in my mind after a while so that I see the characters as a, as an extension of of their personalities of who they are. Um, every, I mean, every character is really like that. Even for actors, there's you know, for good actors, the characters they perform are extensions of one part of themselves. At least there's some they you know a good actor will find in themselves some identity with the with the with the character they're playing. But especially with the uh, the Muppet characters, those all came out of and de- were developed with the help of the people who performed them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's hard for me to have a favorite because I know all of the people and they're all just the, the wonderful, sweetest people in the world. And uh, so I can't really pick out a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, there's so many as well. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. definitely a lot. Too yeah. many to name off. Yeah, yeah. Can you, 
Can you talk about how you began working for the Jim Henson Company and the Muppets? Yeah, that was um, uh, the first project I did with them was the uh, Muppet Vision 3D. So most of the work they were doing at that time was either in London or New York, uh, New York, New York for Sesame Street, and a lot of the TV production, like the Muppet Show, and all that was done in, in London, and the feature films mostly were done there too. Um, the so when they came to here to do um, Muppet Vision 3D with Disney, um, they needed a, a huge number of like 25 uh, extra puppeteers for background characters and for these huge setups that they had for the, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the piece, but the finale is this just big over the top patriotic production number with, you know, marching, um, uh, toy soldiers playing instruments and fireworks and all of the Miss Piggy as the Statue of Liberty. Um, so, uh, they they needed 25 la local puppeteers they weren't going to bring people in from outside because it costs less to hire puppeteers in la and so uh i had a friend whose wife was choreographing the muppet suit performers who were performing in the theme parks at that point and so he knew about these auditions and he called me and said uh, hey i can get your name in on these auditions if you want i said yes please <laughs> and um uh, uh so then uh, i auditioned for that and um you know it was one of the 25 puppeteers who uh, got to work with uh, jim for the first time on that production yeah which was great and um uh so after that the the company knew about me. Jim had um, uh, picked four of us to continue working with him on uh, these um, screenings that were happening for the movie. Um, before it was installed at Disneyland, they wanted to see how it was going to work with all of the animatronic characters in the theater, which was part of the act. And so before they had all the animatronics set, they just wanted to screen the movie and have people puppeteering the movie, the, um, the puppets, uh, to the, to the recorded soundtrack. So, uh, and then they would do these screenings for Michael Eisner and, and all of the Disney brass or just, mm. you know, things like that. And so we were one of four puppeteers. And I think I was doing uh, me and uh, Kevin Carlson, who was the one who got me in originally. Oh, yeah. Uh, previously oh, yeah, got Kevin Carlson. Oh, yeah. 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 He's guest. Uh, he, he was, he's, he's, His wife, he's Susan, awful. was the choreographer who uh, I was talking about earlier. So I, I owe a lot to Kevin. Um, awesome. And uh, so Kevin and I, I think, were doing uh, Statler and Waldorf puppets, you know. Oh, wow. So huge thrill for me at that point, you yeah. know, to work uh, like that with uh, with Jim. And then um, after he passed away, uh, dinosaurs came around and they were aware of, of me and I got brought into an audition and uh, there you go. Yeah, nice, awesome. What was it like getting to me and me and work with the other mother puppeteer um, performers for the first time? <laughs> it it was it was pretty amazing. I remember um, 
was it, on, no, it was dinosaurs. That's right. Um, I had seen these guys before uh, on Muppet Vision 3D, uh, but, it, you know, we weren't working all of that closely together. It was, right. uh, you know, we were just doing mostly background stuff. Um, <laughs> I remember the first day I showed up, we all showed up on, uh, uh, on the, on the lot for dinosaurs. And I'm like, I think the first time I saw Dave goals, <laughs> I had, I had walked into the men's room oh boy. <laughs> and I'm standing there and Dave goals walks in next to me. It's like, Oh man, I can't start up a conversation now. This is so awkward. <laughs> 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 so oh my. um but it was it was a wonderful experience working with all those guys i learned a lot from them and uh it uh it, it, you know at that point it was like oh yeah this is this is the best job in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so I know you mentioned uh, Muppet Vision 3D, and since that was one of uh, Jim Henson's final projects, what was it like getting to work with him? Uh, it was wonderful. Um, he was um, he, <laughs> as other people have said about his work, he'll he listens to everybody, anybody who has a suggestion, he'll listen to it, and then he'll do what he was probably going to do in the first place anyway, because his ideas are great. <laughs> yeah. But every now and then, there were some good ideas. There was, uh, I, I'll give you an example. One scene, uh, one shot in Muppet Vision 3D involved um, just a, a close up of this. Um, uh cannon going off it was supposed to be just like a timing thing mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of soldiers lined up next to it and it was the, the cannon and then me and then steve whitmire and then a couple of other puppeteers and um we rehearsed it once and i said to steve i said steve hey sh shouldn't we like react when this thing goes off it's like i'm standing right next to this friggin' thing and it's going <laughs> off in my ear shouldn't i at least like jump or something and he goes oh yeah that's a good idea let me let's check with uh let's check with jim so uh he calls jim over and um he says uh, hey alan had a great idea that maybe we should uh, react when the uh, cannon goes off it goes oh yeah that's a great idea steve why don't you switch places with alan and you can do it <laughs> so <laughs> steve got to do it and i didn't but but that's okay um but the lesson i got from that is that jim always knew how to put the people in the foreground who he knew who he knew and whose work he was really familiar with he always put forward the best people for the for the right job you know um mm. and it, well, i didn't i didn't take it as a as a diss or anything like that i, I didn't take it as an insult i was pleased that uh, steve mentioned that it was my idea um but uh the um uh but but that's that's kind of how he worked. He was always very thoughtful about every little bit of the thing. This was just one little two second shot, maybe one second, you know. Mm -hmm. But it rated some some thought, you know. If it was worth a setup, it was worth doing right, you know. Definitely, so, definitely. 
since the next question was kind of answered, Matt, why don't you take the next question? I can't hear you. Thank you, Julius. Julius. So, I already asked one. My turn. Thanks. <laughs> do you do you have a favorite dinosaur character and episode? Character oh, first wow. and episode. Yeah, character yeah. first and episode. Episode. Um, I think. I think overall there was the uh, the the two part episode. We only did one two part episode, which was nuts to war. <laughs> uh parts one and two which was on the surface a takeoff on all of these um uh mini series that were popular back back in the 90s uh they were these big romantic um high big budget this is before you know uh prestige tv on uh, hbo and uh uh, before the Sopranos and all of that, the big marquee events on television were these miniseries like Roots and uh, the Thorn Birds and things like that. So this was one of those on the surface. But then what they got to do with it was to just vent all their, the, the, the writers, uh, their thoughts about how countries get drawn into war, how people react on an individual basis, how the media uh, contributes to uh, the atmosphere surrounding war. And it's really just a brilliant um, uh, satire of the, the whole subject. Um, I thought it was just fantastic. Um, there were many episodes later on, too, that were just flat out hilarious in a really kind of crazy, surreal kind of a way. <laughs> um, I can't think of one in particular right now, but. Uh, uh, and again, there were so many. Yeah. So many that, episodes. They just were episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um uh, I mean, I was always, obviously, I did Fran uh, in every episode, so I was obviously pretty partial to, to her. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed doing um, uh, the uh, science teacher, Mr. Pullman. Uh, he, he, was, he was always a lot of fun because he was such a dork. And so now, <laughs> Miss Charlene, you know. Uh, and... Uh, Whenever he got to do some fun stuff, that was always a, a, a kind of a lark for me. It's always it's always nice to get to do some other characters. Definitely, definitely. Okay, Julius, your turn. Which means you're gonna have to get the shot. Oh, I knew this would be happening hmm. every time. Oh, no. you, should ex you should expect this. Oh, fine. <laughs> every time we always do this. Fine. Just, just, just. <laughs> Just ask the question. All right. You've also worked on the series Muppets Tonight. Do you have a favorite celebrity guest you who appeared on that? You know, I uh, I don't. Um, I I didn't. Um, I wasn't a regular on that show. I did um, maybe half of the episodes. Okay. At that time, at the same time, I was working on um, Unhappily Ever After. Oh. Which. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, I was happy to do it. It was a great uh, show to work on. It lasted five years. <laughs> so it was it was a good employment for a, a freelancer. But um, 
that came up before the opportunity to do uh, Muppets Tonight came up. So we've got to take the job that's there. And so uh, I ended up doing maybe half of the episodes that they did for Muppets Tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember that work fondly. It was, it was fun work. Um, uh, I remember all the, the, the guests being fun to work with and, and very game yeah. in, the, uh, in the spirit of the, the old Muppet show. And um, I thought we did some good, some really good work on that show. Definitely. Oh, so, sure. so one of my uh, other favorite Muppet projects you worked on is the movie uh, Muppets from Space. Can you talk about what that experience was like? Yeah, actually, uh, again, I, I ended up working only two days oh, on wow. Muppets from Space. That was mm -hmm. shot out on the East Coast, not here in L.A. Okay. It was at a studio in, I think, North Carolina. And so they used a lot of uh, New York puppeteers or East Coast puppeteers or London. I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of people who could work there um, more locally mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to flying it. But then they had uh, the, I went out to do the um, the sequences in the uh, in with the lab rats. Oh, yeah. So many of them. Yeah, oh. I remember. And yeah. I think they were doing it as a. Um, uh kind of a second unit simultaneously with the main okay. unit and so they just needed a bunch more puppeteers because there were a bunch of rats you know the rats are all these little um uh rod puppets and mm -hmm. uh, they're not hard to do uh, two of them at the same time but it's you get better performances when you're on mm -hmm. uh, one at a time so um uh me and um i think uh bruce lenoyle uh flew yeah, out we, uh, yeah me and chris actually previously um talked to bruce yeah he was our yeah. first guest very first ah. episode back ah, in july of last year we've been uh friends for a long time since uh around 1980s nice. <laughs> wow yeah. yeah yeah bruce he's he's awesome oh yeah, yeah for sure for and sure. uh so i think they flew the two of us out um just for a weekend they were shooting they must have gotten really crammed toward the end of the production schedule because they were working on a weekend <laughs> at least that's what i recall uh at least that's how i think it was um so we flew out and we just did all of these uh lab scenes with these crazy rats and it was fun it's it's you know whenever you get to work with the muppets it was just uh, hilarious fun yeah definitely yeah, sure. In 2017 and 2018, you performed with the other Muppet performers at the Hollywood Bowl at the O2 Arena. How did it feel getting to work on those? Uh, that was, uh, those are pretty special. Uh, you rarely get to do uh, uh, performances with the Muppets like this in a live theatrical setting. So, and this was a huge production. It was a, a whole stage show on the vast stage of the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, mm -hmm. Bobby Moynihan was the, <laughs> uh, was our uh, very game uh, host. He did a fantastic job um, and in, in the silliest of costumes and, and being asked to do the silliest of things. Um, and... By the time we got to the end, we're all on stage. And I'm, you know, for us again, backstage behind the the uh the, the set piece where we're performing. 
where all of these puppeteers who are, you know, just one big family, when you get to work with the Muppets and you're doing these big crowd scenes, uh, you we work with the same people over and over and over again. Um, so we're all very, we all know each other very well. And uh, we all work very closely in, 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 in kind of a, I don't know, it's all very emotional. Um, and uh, on the finale, uh, we're singing um, uh, the Rainbow Connection at the yeah. end. And it's Great just... Song. And it was like all the Muppets. Uh, there were all the Muppets just there. Many, yeah, there were just as many Basically. tears backstage as there were out in the audience. Yeah, I saw clips of it on YouTube. I think, I think, I think you were doing Uncle Deadly for that. Uh, yeah, for the finale. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I ended up doing two puppets for that. I think. Oh wow. Uh, oh no, I think. Well, now I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I was doing Uncle Deadly. That's for sure. Yes, uh, yes. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was wonderful. It was really great. It was. Uh, yeah. Pretty- yeah. So, I, so I know we're running kind of short on time, but I know uh, Matt had a question about another uh, Henson project you worked. I on. did. I sure. did. I did. What was it like working on Sid the Science Kid? Oh. That was a, um, I was very happy with that work. I was, again, I wasn't a regular on that show, but um, I came in very often to um, uh, either as a substitute or an additional performer uh, because I was very familiar with their, uh, the system that they use there, the HDPS system, which is their digital performance system. Uh, you know, so the science kid was a show that was done that looks like a cartoon and it's, it's, you know, all CGI. It's, it is kind of animated, but it's not animated traditionally. It's all performed live. Um, so the puppeteer would perform the face and do the voice. And, uh, there would be a, uh, a suit performer wearing the, uh, um, motion capture reflective suit. And uh, that was the technology back then. And the two were stitched together in the computer. And so um, there weren't that many people at that point who uh, knew how, how, how to do that, who could come in on short notice. So I would come in and do things like that. Um, and then I uh, uh, was given the opportunity to uh, direct a couple of the episodes, which was a lot awesome, tremendous amount of fun uh and uh and 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 a bit of a challenge because there's there's no you know a director can come in and look at a set and see a shot through a through the camera and and move people around move set pieces around get the lighting just right but we come in and there's nothing in the room it's just Mm -hmm. a big volume a big empty volume and so everything we do has to be either pre-planned about where blocking is going to occur uh and then on the day you have to be able to do everything through the through the monitors here and then translate it into motion for the actors um it was uh it's a it's a fun challenge and one that gets even more it gets even multiplied when you're working uh when i directed um uh, uh splash splash and bubbles Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Good show. That was the same technology, but there's essentially no floor for actors to work on. 
I mean, there is obviously, but the characters were floating in water. And so they could do things that a normal actor couldn't do. Uh, the puppets in that case were physical uh, puppets that we manipulated, just little wooden uh, avatars that had the reflective balls on them that we could move around the set uh, and make them swim. Yeah. Uh, and it was a very uh, fun challenge in, in that case, because yeah. we're not performing as a, as people at that point, you're performing as uh, as fish. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. can so can you uh, share any projects you are working on now? Uh, let's see. Um, I am. What am I looking forward? To? There's. A, I I did a few. Uh, I did a few episodes of uh, Slumberkins, which is just being released uh, any day now, I believe, on Apple TV Plus. Oh uh, yes. It's a children's show which. Um, has a wonderful uh, concept behind it of, of dealing with young children's uh, emotional development mm -hmm. and how young children can learn to deal with their emotions. It's a really wonderful uh, system that they've integrated into the show and uh, uh, it's really a worthwhile project. So I was happy to uh, work on that. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, Jake, I think it's your question. Uh, 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 is, is your defense support as you, you didn't say that question? Oh, yeah. Um, so what would you like to say to the uh, fans and supporters of your work over the years? Oh, well, gosh, thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's really wonderful when I bump into people who, uh, like grew up, like you say, with dinosaurs. Yeah. And they'll the see a science kit yeah. of it. It's a science yeah. kit for me. Yeah. yeah. They'll see a picture of it or something and go, oh, I remember that show. That was, I, I used to love watching that show. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good feeling to know that you were a part of uh, people's lives growing up and, and that they still remember it after all these years. Every now and then it even keeps popping up into other pop reference, pop culture references, even. Oh, no, yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. and that's yeah. always a fun fun thing to watch uh yeah. i yeah. just read a whole article and uh uh what was it screen crush uh about uh the 20th anniversary of the country bears which i worked on oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah yeah yes. oh, yeah i haven't seen that, that movie oh. it's yeah. it's bizarre <laughs> yeah oh, yeah i haven't seen it yeah. so long. it's yeah. 20 years this year i've i had yeah. to rewatch it last year and i was like oh this is really it's not a. It's not what anybody would put in their like top ten lists, but it's in its own way. It's this charming, funny, goofy, uh, absolutely enchanting film <laughs> that's Man. just flat out weird at times. Makes me feel <laughs> old. I'm older than that movie. I'm 22. Ah, so, the, yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah, 22. Yeah. Yeah, well, but it's uh, but it's nice to be uh, you know, remembered that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if people would like to contact you, where can people find you? Um, I'm on uh, uh my my website's just alantroutman.com if you spell it the right way. <laughs> a, -L -A, 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 a u t m a n. So that might be a little hard to find. 
uh, <laughs> Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my I have a, an official page called uh, Alan's Fans, um, which uh, you can um, see some of my uh, uh, you know announcements about things I'm doing and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there, there you go. I got all my Tarman stuff up there too from uh, the world. Nice, nice. Awesome. So, the Living Dead. Nice. Awesome. So, Matt, why don't you take us home with the last question? And, and your or website, Julius. and your website, and your and your social media will be in the description down below. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Everything be down there. Go check them out. Julius, mm-hmm. you you haven't answered this question in a while. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so we always ask. Uh, we always say this question for last. Of course, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or how do you define nostalgia? Oh wow! For me, what am mm-hmm. what what am I nostalgic about? Let's see. I think of my childhood and just the the way we were given uh, kind of free reign to just get on our bikes and go wherever we wanted all day long. <laughs> Yeah, that that's what I remember from my childhood. Um, it's just being out until it started getting dark and then getting home as quickly as possible before we got in trouble. I don't even remember what we did. I just remember being on my bike with high handlebars, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, um, riding around with my friends, uh, just yeah. owning our little corner of the world, you know. Uh, yeah. that's what i think of when i think of nostalgia is that Definitely. that sense of freedom exactly i think yeah. that's a great note to end on but but anyway um alan thank you so much for being a guest yeah, thank you on so the much podcast. yes thank you it's so much pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. You know, for us being you know, your your work being Thanks. part of our childhood and keep up your great work and see what's next for you yeah all right yeah maybe Thanks, and maybe, maybe next time if you're interested maybe next time we'll have you back on and uh talk about more uh stuff some i know because i know you've done yeah. some on-screen acting as well maybe uh, next yeah. time yeah. you're on if you're interested in coming back yeah. we could talk more oh, about yeah. that yeah probably can't do a whole show on it but uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so yeah. anyway everyone that brings another episode of jake's happy nostalgia show to a close we've absolutely and... enjoyed our time with alan troutman yes. stay yeah. tuned for our uh, holiday episode coming out later this week but from all of us all of you happy holidays folks and what always remember to keep nostalgia alive. Keep nostalgia alive. Happy holidays, yep. folks. See you all next time. Want to carry See you next Bye. year. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye. <laughs>